Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn why it's impossible to predict the weather, what to do when you feel like you're going to cry at work, and why common language mistakes somehow still make sense. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Cody, how about this weather, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I will say I did not check the weather forecast and realized that it was going to be pouring rain this afternoon. Yeah, and we happen to have a drain pipe going right through the room. (laughs) It's like a rain stick in here. It's weird. You just hear everything. Well, if the microphones pick it up, then listeners can just relax. Like it's one of those white noise machines that play in the rainforest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I don't usually check the weather forecast. Do you? I recently got an app that's making me a little bit more into it. It always gives me notifications when it's going to rain, but it's not always super accurate. I feel like meteorologists get a bad rap. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of challenges. If you've ever wondered why it's impossible to predict the weather, then you've come to the right place. A few months ago on our podcast, we talked about the butterfly effect. That's the idea that a butterfly can flap its wings in Brazil and set off a tornado in Texas. The idea is that there are some things that even the most advanced science can never predict, although scientists are trying to use machine learning to predict chaos. That's a different story, though, which you can find in a link in today's show notes. So back to the butterfly effect. It came from meteorology professor Edward Lawrence all the way back in the 60s. He was putting data into a computer program designed to simulate weather patterns. He'd already run this simulation, but this time he rounded one of his 12 variables from 0.506127 to 0.506. He went to get some coffee, and when he came back, he noticed that tiny change in data had led to a massive transformation, completely changing two months of simulated weather. This might sound like common knowledge today, but the discovery was huge. Scientists had thought that we could predict pretty much everything in nature as long as we had enough data, as far back as the days of Isaac Newton. This discovery showed that even the tiniest quirk could throw a whole system out of whack. The butterfly effect also gave rise to something called chaos theory, which you might remember from Jeff Goldblum's character in the movie Jurassic Park. It centers on hard-to-predict phenomena like animal populations, stock prices, and even human behavior. Chaos always has its limits, so chaos is not randomness. But when it comes to chaos theory, even our best equations can't always nail 100% accuracy. And that's especially true of the weather. So don't be so hard on your local meteorologists. They're doing the best they can. Ashley, has anybody ever summed up something for you by saying it's for all intensive purposes? I used to say that all the time. That was the way that I said it for like (laughs) many years. I think maybe I didn't notice it was wrong until I saw it in writing. And then I was like, that doesn't that doesn't quite work because it's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be for all intents and purposes. Right. Like intent. So if you're chomping at the bit to learn more about phrases like this, then we've got some good news for you. You might be saying the wrong words, but people probably still understand what you're saying. And that's because you're using an egg corn. An egg corn is a word or phrase that sounds like and is mistakenly used in a seemingly logical or plausible way for another word or phrase. You could also call it a slip of the ear. But the name comes from, you guessed it, linguists who were talking about a person who called acorns eggcorns. The thing is, eggcorn still kind of makes logical sense, right? Acorns are kind of shaped like eggs, and chickens lay eggs, and trees kind of lay acorns. And that's how the term was born. Again, all intensive purposes should be all intents and purposes. But here are some other common ones. You know how I said chomping at the bit earlier? The phrase is actually champing at the bit. It comes from horse racing, where a bit is part of the thing that goes in the horse's mouth and connects to the bridle and reins. The horse doesn't chomp or bite the bit, 
because the way it fits into its mouth, the horse can only grind teeth, which is what champing means, grinding teeth. You have to have something to bite if you want to chomp, but nobody uses champ, so here we are. You can find lots of other common egghorns in our full write-up today on Curiosity.com and on the Curiosity app for Android and iOS, but here are a few others. It takes two to tangle, should be it takes two to tango, neck in neck, should be neck and neck, this day in age, should be this day and age, real goal getter, should be real go getter, and butt naked, should be buck naked. And if you think you've got another thing coming, then, well, you've got another think coming. That's the weirdest one to me. Because of the song? I mean, at this point, it is you've got another thing coming. If you said you've got another think coming to me, like, I, I would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sorry. Language changes. It's evolving. <laughs> it's an acorn. <laughs> Cody, have you ever cried at work? I don't think I've cried at work. I've totally cried at work. Really? I actually have cried in this office. Oh, no. Yeah. Not because of the job. I had just gone through a really bad breakup and something new just came up, as these things do, involving the breakup. And I was trying to keep it together. And my boss looks at me and she goes, Ashley, are you okay?" And of course, whenever anyone says that to you when you're trying to keep it together, you lose it. Oh, no. And I like burst into tears and it was very embarrassing. And I walked out and just tried to get it together. I got a very distressing text once at work and I just noped right out of there. I I just left work. It was like two in the afternoon. I didn't even think I told anybody. My last job, I was like a consulting firm. I think I literally like I closed my laptop, threw it in my bag and just walked out because I was like, this is not going to happen. Yeah, no, that's good. (laughs) I'm going to have a meltdown. It's not going to be good. I just went home. I think I sent an email later. But yeah, uh, tricky situation. It's tricky. You don't want to cry. It's not professional, you know, to cry at work. Well, if you've ever felt the tears coming at work and you didn't know what to do, science might have an answer. A team of business school professors from INSEAD, Cornell, Harvard, and University of Michigan ran a series of experiments that looked into the effects of reframing emotions at work. They found that if you tell people you're crying out of passion, they'll see you as more competent than if you apologize or ignore the incident. Participants rated the passionate employee as 20% more competent than employees who had an outburst and didn't offer an excuse. The next best option was apologizing. This passion play isn't just for sensitive employees, by the way. Executives use it too. What kind of executives? Well, how about Elon Musk? Elon! (laughs) He choked up at the start of an annual shareholder meeting when he thanked everyone for supporting Tesla and then added, quote, This is going to sound a little cheesy, but at Tesla, we build our cars with love, unquote. So the next time you get emotional at work, don't ignore or just apologize for it. Say it's because you're feeling really passionate. You might still be embarrassed, but at least your professional reputation won't take too much of a hit. Read about these stories and more today on Curiosity.com. Join us again tomorrow for the Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.